0: Good morning, church. Morning. morning. In-person church. We have a full house in here this morning. This is what counts as a full house these days, which is really great. Glad to see all of you who are with us in person today. Also, those who are joining us live stream, thanks for joining us. We love you. We appreciate the fact that you're joining us online. Undoubtedly, we have some people in the overflow room today. I want to say to you overflow people, thank you. I know it's not quite the same as being here live. I appreciate you willing to flow on over into that room, and what that probably means is leadership this week will be talking about adding a second service now, okay, so we want everybody to be in here if possible. Okay, with those preliminaries done, we want to continue in our sermon series, Obey Everything. If you weren't with us last week, we started a two-parter on prayer, and specifically on Jesus' command, this then is how you should pray. So we're obeying the command to pray. And last week, we talked about the focus of prayer. This is If we use the Lord's Prayer as part of our daily prayer time, our focus is going to be where it needs to be, on God. Not just asking for things, not just requests, that's a legitimate part of prayer, but focusing on God. And last week, we talked about the frequency of prayer. If you pray the Lord's Prayer... You're going to be praying daily because you've got that phrase in there give us this day our daily bread. It's a daily prayer. So, what I want to do, we've got so that was focus, frequency. Today, we're going to do form or format. And I want this to be as practical as possible. So, I'm going to talk about how I build out a daily prayer time using the Lord's Prayer. I know a lot of you already have a daily prayer time, and I don't mean to imply that you don't. Praise God for that, and if it's working for you, keep on going with that. But this is a lot of Christians struggle in this area, and it's hard to get guidance because people, in my experience, don't normally talk about their daily devotion time or their prayer time. Either because it's a private area, like we don't talk about how much we give, and we don't want to sound like we're boasting. I hesitate to ask people about how they do their prayer time, because maybe I might be talking to someone who doesn't have a daily prayer time, and I don't want to embarrass them. So we just don't hear about it a lot from a lot of people. So I'm just going to, in, in the um, hopes of being as practical and pragmatic as possible, just talk about how I build that out. And I hope... You'll bear with me with that. All right, two or three preliminaries. Having a daily prayer time using the Lord's Prayer. I like to build this into a daily walk. Okay, walk and pray. Again, this is not going to work for everybody, but there's some biblical precedent to doing this. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 8, we read, The man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. I think the implication of that verse is is that before the fall, Adam and Eve would walk with the Lord in the garden. So, and then Enoch, Noah, and Abraham were all said to walk with the Lord. Now, I know that phrase encompasses more than just a literal walk. It has to do with the lifestyle, but maybe it's not less than that. So, I like to get out and walk. There's some advantages to walking. Number one... We feel guilty when we don't exercise, and we feel guilty when we don't pray. So we can kill two guilty birds with one stone. Here's another thing. If your house is like my house, it's a distraction factory. I I wake up in the morning, and I'm confronted with the projects that I need to do around the house. There is always something to do in the house. Also, I have distracting people in the house. Sorry, just do. And there's distracting entertainment in the house. There's just so much to distract. Now, if you can find a quiet room to get off and pray and have a quiet time with God, that's great. But when you get outside, all of those distractions are removed. Here's another thing. You're outside in nature. A lot of people feel closer to God in nature, and there's a reason for that. In my prayer time, many times, I'll just spend the first minute or so just walking and looking at the sunrise and, and enjoying it out there. Okay, so... One way to do this is to incorporate our prayer time into a walking time. Also recommend early prayer times. Early prayer times. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Early prayer times seem to work for Jesus. Now, I, I believe he also prayed at other times and in the evening, so it's not exclusive. I know that it's legitimate to pray at other times. H.T. over here, a great prayer warrior, your prayer time is at night, right, H.T.? All right, well, that's, that's all the justification you need. If H.T. does it, then it's fine. But for a lot of people, it's great to start out the day focusing on God and praying and getting Him incorporated into our day. If you're going to walk outside, you've got to go between 5.30 and 8 o'clock before it gets Africa hot out there, so there's that. In a five-year study of self-made millionaires... Author Tom Corley found that almost 50% of them woke up at least three hours before their work day began. So you might get rich, you know, who knows, but uh, so early. And then one other thing, preliminary-wise, before we get to the five sections of the Lord's Prayer, I like to build this out with Scripture. I like to build my prayer time out with Scripture, and I'll show you what I I mean by that shortly. But In Romans 8.26, we read, "...the Spirit helps us in our weakness." For we do not know how we should pray, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with inexpressible groanings. The Spirit intercedes on our behalf according to God's will. So what this means, among other things, is that part of the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to help us pray. He helps us with the wording of our prayers in some way. So I figure it makes sense to me, when we're praying to God, we might as well incorporate into our prayers the Scripture, the words that the Holy Spirit has inspired in our Bibles. If we do that, I mean, that's one way to make sure for certain that we are praying within the will of God and within the will of Christ like we know we're supposed to be. So as we go through the Lord's Prayer this morning, I'm going to incorporate some Scriptures into these areas of prayer. I won't necessarily give the references. I don't memorize the references. I just quote the scriptures. But if you want the references, and maybe this sparks an idea and you might want to use some of this. It's in the manuscript, so simply request the manuscript and the references are in there. There's great balance in the Lord's Prayer. Just like in the one year Bible, it's well balanced. The Lord's Prayer is very well balanced. We're going to look at five, we can easily break it down into five areas and let's do that together. Just imagine we're going on a walk together and it's a prayer walk. And because it's easily memorized, we can use these five things as pegs for our prayer time. All right, number one, let's start with praise. Praise. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Okay, hallowed means holy. So we're acknowledging here, we're starting off our prayer, hallowed be your name. We're acknowledging the holiness of God. You can even sing if you wanted to. If it's early enough, nobody else is out there. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the morning, my song shall rise to thee. Lord, help me keep your name holy today, focusing right off the bat on God. And this is when I like to give God some love. What's the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. I love you with all of my heart, mind, soul, and strength. I'm just saying. Now, don't answer this out loud, but in your own mind. When was the last time you told God that you love him? That you told God you love him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Maybe it was this morning, but sometimes it's easy to forget that to express that love for God. And he's a person, he wants to hear that. Like our spouses, it's like that, that terrible old joke the, the wife, they've been married for 25 years, you don't ever tell me you love me anymore. And the husband says, Yeah, I told you that on our wedding day. If anything changes, I'll let you know. Terrible. That guy's a jerk, right? You're supposed to be saying it on a regular basis. Well, likewise, why do we just assume, oh, God knows that I love Him? But take a time to express our love for God. And say it out loud. Say it out loud. Okay, so, praise. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We'll just call this intercession. Intercessory prayer is when we pray on behalf of other people, we pray for other people. The kingdom of God is the church. So this is a great time to be praying for others and praying for the church. The Bible says, Jesus said, the kingdom is within you. So part of my prayer time, I say, Father in heaven, the kingdom is within me. Uh, And I set apart Christ as Lord in my heart. Peter says to do this. The apostle Peter says, sanctify Christ or set apart Christ as Lord in your hearts. Lord, right now, in this prayer, I set apart Christ as Lord in my heart. Because the kingdom of God is wherever He reigns wherever He is sovereign. He is to be sovereign in our hearts. So as I pray for the church and the kingdom of God during this time, I start with a very important person in the kingdom, myself. Say, God, I pray, make me a godly person today. I set apart Christ as Lord in my heart. Make me a godly husband. Make me a godly son. Make me a godly father. Make me a godly preacher, a godly leader. Work in me and on me today. And then what I do, I move on from that. You can move on from that then to begin praying for others. Now, you're obviously going to pray for your, your blood relatives, your biological family. If you're married, you want to pray for your spouse. I pray for my spouse. Bless my wife. Bless our marriage. I pray for my son and his wife and their kids, my daughter and her husband, and their children. I pray for my mom, who's still living in Jacksonville, brother, sister, and their families. Okay, Those are my, my immediate family, my relatives. You're going to want to do that. Uh, there is a passage, 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 23, where Samuel says, Far be it from me to sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. There are some people it is our responsibility to pray for. That's our family. and We need to be praying for them every day. And also our leaders and our church. I believe it's my responsibility to pray for the leadership in our church. So after my family, I pray for all of those who are elders in our church and deacons in our church and their spouses. I'm talking about praying by name. I don't just say pray. I bless the elders and bless the deacons. By name, elders, deacons, their spouses. You want to get on my daily prayer list for what that's worth? Become an elder or deacon in the church. And I will pray for you by name and your spouse. Also, we have a lot of people who have served as elders in the past in this congregation and deacons in the past may not be actively serving right now, I still continue to pray for them and their spouses. And then, you know, we may know of various circumstances of individuals in the church through prayer requests that are shared with us, and that's a great time to begin mentioning those. As many as we can remember. Now, remember, I'm on a walk around the block, so I can't necessarily remember. I don't have a list in front of me, but the things that I can remember, um, I will bring those up in prayer. Okay, so that's intercession praying for other people. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Now we come to prayer requests. We're in that portion of our prayer where we ask God for our, what we need. Uh, Give us this day our daily bread. Now, I don't know about you, but I happen to have food, clothing, and shelter. I, I'm all good right there. In fact, I'm a little bit of a minor prepper. So I've got food out for about three months. So basically, right here, I'm thanking God for my food, clothing, and shelter. The Bible says if we have food and clothing, we should be content with that. So thank you for that. Also, at this time, you know what I do, I thank God for my spiritual food, clothing, and shelter. Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Spiritual food, bread of life, living water. Spiritual clothing. Isaiah says we are clothed in the robe of righteousness. That that enables us to stand before God. Spiritual shelter. God is our rock and our refuge. So, spiritual food, clothing, and shelter. And then, I ask God to fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Now, I know. Some of you theological types are going to get me afterwards and say, Steve, you you can't really be more filled with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit's a person. If you have Him, you have all of Him. You can't have less of Him. He's a person. I get that. And I understand that. But this is biblical language, isn't it? The Bible says in Ephesians that we are to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So I think it's legitimate to use that language. And what I mean by that is that I am submitting. When I say, Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit, I mean I want to submit more to the control and influence of the Holy Spirit in my life today more than I did yesterday. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Some of you pray for me every day. I've had you tell me that, which I covet those prayers. If anybody ever asks me, how can I pray for you? This is my answer. Pray that I will be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what I need more than anything. I think that's what a lot of us need. And here's a good scripture for that from Ephesians. Lord, out of your glorious glorious riches, strengthen me with power through your Spirit in my inner being, so that I might be rooted in Christ and know His love, the height, the width, the depth, and the breadth of His love. We want to know, feel, and experience the love of Christ. That's what most of us are looking for. We've got that God-shaped hole in our hearts. And sometimes we try to fill that with things that can't fill that hole. We might try to fill it with food. might try to fill that with alcohol or other kinds of drugs. might try to fill that with immorality and sexual relationships, with pornography, sometimes with cutting. All kinds of things that creep into our lives. What are we really looking for? Um, I think we're looking for love. God's love. And I'm on a quest and a journey to know and experience the love of Christ. So I just say, I pray, fill me with your love. <clears throat> now, here's what does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? If nothing else, it certainly means to be filled with the fruit of the Spirit. Right? So we have the fruit of the Spirit that are, that's listed in Galatians chapter 5. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Those are mostly ways in which we relate to other people. Have you noticed those are also the ways that God relates to us? So, Father in heaven, thank you for loving me today. Now, would you, Holy Spirit, love other people through me? Thank you, Lord, for rejoicing over me. Now would you fill me with joy, the joy of the Lord. Thank you, God, for entering into peace with me, the peace treaty with God. Now let me experience peace and be a peacemaker with other people. Thank you, Lord, for being good to me. Now be good through me. Thank you, Lord, for being kind to me. Now be kind through me. Thank you, God, for being patient with me. Now be patient through me. Thank you, Lord, for being faithful to me. Now, Holy Spirit, would you be faithful through me? Empower me to be faithful. Thank you, God, for exercising self-control with me. Help me to exercise self-control with others. So, just some, just, just some suggestions here. This is one way to build out this prayer so that we're not just reciting a simple prayer every day for 30 seconds and then going on, but actually having a quality prayer time that's well-balanced. Okay, so we said, praise, give us, uh, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will, it's kind of like the ABCs, I got to go back and say the whole thing to get to the next section. Uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, give us today our daily bread. All right, now confession, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who've sinned against us or forgive us our debts, forgive us our trespasses. So we're going to confess our sins and the good thing about it is if you do this every day, you only have to remember your sins for the past 24 hours, that makes it a little bit easier. I'm going to look over my life past 24 hours, confess what needs confessing. 1 John 1.9 works real well here. If we confess our sin, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Claim that after you have confessed sin, after we've confessed sin. Thank you, God, for forgiving my sin and for cleansing me from all unrighteousness. And By the way, the Hebrew writer says, if we come to God, the throne of God, He will give us grace in our time of need. Right? The grace that's being talked about there is not the grace of forgiveness. It's the grace to resist temptation in the first place. This is a good time to pray. And Lord, you know, having been forgiven, I pray that you will empower me and give me the grace to resist the temptation in the first place. But actually, what this time of prayer is, it's not just a time of confession. It's asking, I'm committing to God that I will be a forgiving type of person, Right? Forgive me my sin as I forgive those who've sinned against me. So this is a time, if if there, for any reason, is someone in my life that needs forgiving, I forgive them. Lord, I forgive X, I forgive Y, I forgive Z. Whether there's been repentance or not, whether they've said I'm sorry or not, it's time to forgive because what are we doing? We're saying, God, treat me, as far as your grace and forgiveness is concerned, the way I'm treating other people. I need the grace of God, and I need His forgiveness, so I'm absolutely going to give grace and forgiveness to every other person in my life. No grudges. Can't hold that back. Confession. And then finally, our fifth section here is protection. Protection. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I like to use the armor of God right here as far as building this out with Scripture. Uh, Paul says in Ephesians that we need to put on the full armor of God so that we can take our stand against the devil's schemes. So as I'm walking along then, on my walk, I'm putting on the armor of God. Helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, belt of truth, shoes of the gospel of peace, shield of faith, sword of the Spirit. Okay, And a Scripture for each one. Uh, Father in heaven, I put on the helmet of salvation. I've been saved by grace, through faith, not of myself, not by works, good works or bad works, not by works lest anyone should boast. For I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus, created in Him to do good work which you created in advance for me to do. So, thank you God for saving me. Thank you God for wanting to save me. Thank you for promising to save me. Thank you for Following up on your promise. Thank you for sending Jesus. Jesus, thank you for coming. Thank you for suffering and dying to pay the full penalty for my sin. And thank you, Jesus, for rising from the grave so that I could have new life, resurrection life, for regenerating my heart. I thank you for my baptism. When my sins were washed away and you gave me the Holy Spirit, worked salvation in me and on me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming and filling me and empowering me to live a new life. Helmet of salvation. Breastplate of righteousness. I put on the breastplate of righteousness. Here's a good scripture. God made him who knew no sin to be sin on my behalf that I might become the righteousness of God in him. Thank you, God, for making me the righteousness of Christ. And here's another one from Philippians. Forgetting what lies behind. I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus has taken hold of me. Forgetting what lies behind. Forgetting yesterday. The failures, the mistakes, where I shortcomings. All that was yesterday. What counts is right here, right now. Forgetting that, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus has taken hold of me. For what did He take hold of me? Righteousness. Obedience to God in faith and love. Put on the belt of truth. The Bible says Jesus prayed for us. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by Him. I will walk in the truth. I will speak the truth. I will live the truth. Put on the shoes of the gospel of peace. Romans, we have peace with God in this grace in which we stand. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, I'm not condemned. I live with peace with God. Take the shield of faith with which to extinguish all the fiery darts of the evil one, the attacks of Satan. Now, here's a scripture from Hebrews. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and rewards those who earnestly seek You. God, I'm coming to You, and in coming to You today, I believe that You exist. You have rewarded me for earnestly seeking You. You are rewarding me. You will reward me for earnestly seeking You. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The assurance of things prayed for, the evidence of things not seen. I do believe. Help my unbelief. All right, so shield of faith, sword of the Spirit. What's the sword of the Spirit? That's right, the Word of God. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, is profitable for teaching, correcting, rebuking, training righteousness, that I, or you, the man, the woman of God, may be complete. Thoroughly equipped for every good work. It's God-breathed, sword of the Spirit. It divides. It's living and active. It divides between the joint and the marrow. Shows the motivations of our hearts. And finally, pray on all occasions. Pray on all occasions with thanksgiving. Here's another time to thank God. Just start naming some blessings. Pray on all occasions with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace that passes understanding will guard your hearts and minds. In Christ Jesus. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Okay, that's it. Probably uh, 0.6 miles around my block. takes me about 20 minutes to walk that and work through that prayer and those scriptures. Now, if Mike is Mike Smith over here is computing that, so if that's about 20 minutes for a half mile, that would be about 40 minutes for a mile. Mike knows I'm not going to win any 5Ks at that pace. But when I run, I probably run a little faster. I'm probably a 38-minute mile instead of a 40-minute mile when I run. But nevertheless, walking around takes about 20 minutes, half a mile, or you go into your closet, however you're going to do it, get away to a quiet place. And um, that's just how one person builds out the Lord's Prayer. Don't underestimate the processes in our lives and overestimate the events, as we said last week. This daily process builds us spiritually. Whether you do it exactly like I did or not, it's not my point. The point is this is one way to do it. Maybe it'll spark some ideas for some people this morning. As we close, once again today, let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And we'll just add, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.